Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host, Christopher, and I'm with my good friend, Luke. Yeah, we're back again to do another episode, and it's going to be over the Cannibal Triple feature we mentioned quite a bit. And those films, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, are Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, and The Green Inferno. So, before we get into the segments, I just want to let you guys know right now, we're going to be discussing some extremely mature content here. Uh, I'll give a few examples, and those are going to be actual animal cruelty, gang rape, yeah, and what was another one? Let's um, just throw it out there. Um, intense gore, um, very uh, dark themes. Yes. Uh, the first film that we're going to be talking about, Cannibal Holocaust, the director actually was in, almost in prison for it being a snuff film and had to go to court for this film to almost actually even be released. It is actually still currently banned in almost, I think, 40 countries last time I checked. So, we're getting into that. So, if you're easily triggered or anything like that, you might want to skip out on this. Or, we're going to try to split this up into segments. Possibly skip to the last segment we're going to be doing, which is the Green Inferno. With all that being said, let's get into Cannibal Holocaust, shall we? <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust from 1980 was directed by Ruggiero Diodato. I hope I pronounced that right. I, these are all going to be Italian directors except for the last one. So, sorry if I mispronounce it. Don't that, that'll pike get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the plot real quick. Do you want to go first, kind of? Um, kind of like half and half? Um, I guess the plot of Cannibal Holocaust, if you were to do just a quick overview of it, is this very famous um, documentarian goes into the jungle to film these tribes. Um, oh, we keep on. Oh, and um, he's sent there. Um, the four of them go into the jungle and they're never heard from once they go in there. So a professor is tasked with going to search for them, who's also um, a professor in anthropology, oh, gee, I, I want to say. Be, yeah, I think yeah. That. And um, goes to investigate them and Finds the reels, and the movie kind of is a view of the reels. Yes. Uh, a little bit more into it. The company that hired the documentarian wants to make kind of like a um, story on the news, or kind of do once like they a, once they yeah. So really, the first half is the professor in the jungle trying to find these tapes. The second half is us viewing these tapes and the professor trying to get the executives to not show these tapes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a context kind of about the film. Uh, this is really about violence in the media, in a sense, and the glorification of it to an extent. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Manipulation. The one thing this film really touches on is manipulation in the media. The documentarian, when we do view the film canisters and what happens in there, is that most of the events that the film crew do are 
not going to sugarcoat it, fucking horrible. Yeah. And it is simply them setting up shots for their film later on. That they're just going to, the stuff they're doing right now, they're going to edit out. Which, let's just kind of go into the last 30 minutes and work our way there. Uh, do you want to... You want to start with the last 30 minutes? Uh, or do you, you said you wanted to start at the beginning? Yeah, let's do the professor. The professor... Uh, yeah. You go ahead. With uh, the professor is searching through the jungle. Um, he basically... The movie's set up and you're shown some paramilitary people trying to attack Cannibal. uh, cannibals, in quotes. Yeah. Uh, tribes members that are accused of cannibalism. Um, and basically when the professor gets down there, the... Paramilitary are like stay the heck away from this. And the locals are the tribes that the professor comes across are not excited to see any yeah white individual individuals in Uh, any sense. Yeah, and um, I mean this movie before you get into the tribes and before you find out you know what what the crew did, you see horrific things. Yeah, you see. Setups to what will happen later on. You find the watch from one of the film, uh, one of the documentarian crew. You see a turtle shell, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, the last thing you see is a shrine built that is the bones of the film crew and their camera and their camera, and that is really disturbing to see because you see. Uh, some of the tribe pray to it in a sense. Yeah, and they didn't even open the canisters because they were afraid. They were afraid that because of how much the documentarians held on to them, that they were some kind of crazy power, especially with how the documentarian crew treated everyone. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to roll your sleeves up on this one. Yeah, this is. Um, the professor kind of wanders more into the jungle he finds their guide that died yes um uh the guide that is with the professor kind of theorizes like what mistake could he have made which we will then which later we find out he basically got bit by a snake and the crew amputated him they tried to get yeah they just amputated his leg they tried to save him but he's still yeah i guess that's our only genuine moment yeah. I guess you could say. They we, tried to save him, maybe? I don't know. We will touch on that film crew in a minute. Cause yeah, there, we'll, is... we'll get to the film crew. But... Uh, the next thing I think we should talk about, <sighs> all yeah. the animal deaths in this film are real. None are staged. They're yeah. not. They are... All of, they are uncomfortably real. Um, the first one you see is a... I think it's a baby pig, I believe... Or, no, you know, it's the turtle. But no, 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 no. There's one before that. It's what the. It's actually with the professor. Yeah, the guy takes a knife. I think it's to a baby pig, and he sticks it in the neck. Yeah, and kind of kills it right away. Watch it slowly die. The next one is. Well, that gets into the crew. Yeah. Which we'll we'll save we'll that save one that. because it kind of ties into what happens to the crew. So, the. Um, professor gets the canisters back to New York City, which is where they're... You know, after having to eat... After having to eat human, human flesh, flesh. To kind of gain their trust. Yes. Um, there's more horrific things that kind of went on that he witnessed that will just yeah. kind of glaze on by. Yeah. Um, just... He just sees a lot of horrific things that he doesn't understand. Um, but yeah, he goes back to New York with the canisters. And it goes into another kind of thing this film wants to talk about is what is being civilized technically to us. Yeah, there's many parallels between 
the our what we can you know consider being civilized to what the tribe considers civilized makes sense. There's actually a really interesting scene. I don't want to touch on it too much until we get into the kind of last act of the film. Uh, they and, watch a former documentary. Yes, right? they do watch a former documentary, which apparently all the deaths in that are real. Yeah, and there is, I believe, it's a child, isn't it? I yeah it, I, yeah it, it shows like a massacre almost in South America. Yeah, and you see a kid up against a wall. And he gets yeah gunned it's, down, and it's one of the harder things to watch in a movie that's already pretty yeah in a movie that's already pretty rough but, to watch. I mean, at this point in the film, you're like so uh, in this point of the film. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Off. You're fine. This is where they're going. They're the executives are showing. The professor, the man that you know, kind of edits, edits, edit, edits the film. Sorry, and that's where we see the it's like Money Faces of Hell, which is the documentary we just talked about. So from there, they're getting into now the camera crew. cutting through the footage because they still want to air it, and this is where it goes fucking yeah. bananas. Really, the best way I can describe yeah. it. The turtle scene we want to talk about is it is they pull a turtle out of a river. They then begin to cut the head off, cut the legs, kind legs of legs and the limbs. Yeah, pretty much all the limbs off, and then peel back the belly. You could say the, the, the bottom part the of the bottom shell. part of the shell, and you just see the insides of this turtle. Yeah, and it's um, it it's very uncomfortable, and it's, there is I guess we should have noted too when you're watching this film. <laughs> If you choose to. Yeah. Um, there is an option to choose the animal cruelty free, free version, version. Which I I guess I would recommend. Um, if you're still curious about this film but don't want to see animals. Yeah. I mean. I kinda, Even though I have to say one plays sort of a part yes, in the film. The, so, turtle, the turtle does play a part later in the Actually end, two which, then. Two technically. There's one I want to talk about. Yeah. So two kind of play into it but are really uncomfortable to watch it's yeah we'll kind of delve a little bit more into that but i think it was important for us to watch the version that was yeah released the other um, thing to note too is yes they did kill the animals but the tribe that was also filmed actually ate the animal so it wasn't like they just killed it for fun it doesn't make it any better no it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't um, yeah, it doesn't, and this will be a theme kind of throughout us yeah, talking sad, about it is... Sadly. ...is um, whether this movie was good and whether it's justified what they did while filming this film. And I would argue that it's not really justified, but no. it does play into the themes of the movie really well. So from the horrific turtle scene, we move on to the next uh, part. Our camera crew here that we've been, you know, the one that's missing, we follow them. They happen to find, like, a tribal hunting party... They shoot a kid in the leg to follow him back to his, you know, their home. There, it, they, I really had to describe this. They wrangle up the entire tribe inside a building. They shoot a pig in the face as to show their dominance, which lures all the tribe to get away from them into a building. And then they set the building on fire and make the tribe stay in there. Yeah. Almost killing the entire tribe while you watch people freak out try to get away and what makes it more uncomfortable is knowing that the actual filming process those actors weren't getting paid anything the tribe not at all and 
there was no safety team there, so there was a possibility that, that, that all those people could have died in, in real life, in a sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Before that scene, um, you kind of... You feel sorry for the crew, and you're just like, man, these these natives really just messed them up, and it's just inhumane what they did. Yeah. As you kind of go more and more down that river, you just kind of Realize. see what they did. They dropped... When they're first editing the film early on, um, one of the editors drops a little line about, well, he did, you know, the, the crew did be, was known to set up shots every now yeah. and then. And I, th- I find that stuff really interesting. Um, yeah. As, when it comes to, like, media, it's just like, you know, they film all these places on fire and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, what happened? And then you see, you know, they started the fires just for their little movie, yeah. and it's... That's kind of the least bad thing they did. It gets um, worse. It gets a lot worse. Um, Which, I have to say this, um, out of the four, there, there is a girl, her... Faye. She somewhat seems innocent to a point. She seems uh, like she's... I disagree, but yeah. we'll, we'll talk she's about She's kind that. of going along with this to an extent. She seems... Like, this scene, she seems somewhat peer pressured later on. I'll get to that. So, yes, the village burning scene... Yeah, they um, they do all that. Um, they go... Then, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, they go into the scene I want to talk about in which the professor and one of the executives are sitting on a park bench going back and forth about what's civilized and what's not civilized. The executive's saying they live in the jungle. Yeah. Who cares? Well, the professor brings up the fact that they shot the pig yeah, saying, just... how would you feel if somebody came into your house... Because technically that pig was sued to them. How would you feel if somebody came in your house, went into your fridge, and threw everything out? Wouldn't you be a little crazy about it? They're wasting your food. So it kind of goes into that as they... We might view them as uncivilized, but they are civilized in their culture in a sense. Yeah. But And that's another thing is that this film crew tries to dominate this way of life that they think is beneath them. Which we'll get into a right. little bit more. Right, and um, I guess we haven't really gotten into the documentarians. There's the main character, who's the director. Alan. Alan, whose um, girlfriend is Faye, yes. that came along with him. And then there's two cameramen. I can't remember. I know one we made. Is it one. Mike? I think one's Mike, and then one's... I, you don't really get to know I don't think... Before. I know one's Mike, and we made fun of him and called him... William H. Mason. William, because he looks like William H. Mason. Yeah. And the other one, I think his name was Trevor you don't think you really learned his yeah, name yeah you don't really he's I not really I think they said it once they say it once it's um, something I want to get into at the very end yeah um but I mean they they yeah they dominate this tribe and it's just a joke to them I mean they just burn down a village and then just the director and his girlfriend just proceed to have sex while the entire in the burning building like well, after the building is extinguished one of the buildings of the tribes and while the tribe is just sitting in the background with their backs to them yeah watching them because they don't have anything you know yeah and they're just um i mean they're just like kind of yeah they have sex pretty much in the destruction they've caused right and i mean these are remorseless people um again you say Faye isn't as on board oh, which trust me calls into the next scene yes um the next scene Oh, fuck. Uh, um, this leads into they have this tribe that they're trying to look for, which is really the, the cannibal one. There's two tribes. One of the tribes they kind of destroy, which they set on fire. Kind of plays a part into this, but also doesn't. The next tribe they find, which is the cannibalistic one, super one, uh, they find a girl. 
and then the entire film crew capture they capture her and then all three men proceed to gang rape her or attempt to rape her yeah. try to attempt to which already solidifies the three men because from the last scene they seem to be enjoying pretty much burning this whole village yeah. down every one of them where Faye seems kind of just going along with it to then this scene where it solidifies she is just as fucking bad as the rest of them because while they're gang raping this girl Faye is on the outside going why are we videotaping this She's mad not because they're raping the woman. They're, she's mad because they're wasting film footage. Yeah, yeah. So any sentiments of her being somewhat, you know, better than them is no. dropped. Yeah, I think you could say, like, some people are like, oh, no, she's better. But no, she's running around with a gun even in the earlier scene, yeah. char- forcing people into that hut. And then she's, yeah, she's just, so, everyone in this is just yeah. so... Once you get to this, yeah, once the gang rape scene happens, you realize how fucking awful these people are. There's no way to... Well... And then it gets worse. Um, Well, um, one thing about this film that I always think is interesting is you see the cover of it, and um, you you had to take down your Instagram photo because um, it's... um, It it didn't have the cover cover of that cover, though. The official cover for this film Is, is a woman on a pike. It is... Anus and out the mouth. Yeah, and you see that... Um, it is the woman they raped. Yes, um, but, I mean, when you buy... When you buyed... When, when I you bought, bought the, the yeah. Blu-ray, um, I think you thought the same as when I first saw the film, and that's the cover, um, which comes from with a poster, and I don't know why anyone would hang up yeah. that poster. If you guys want a poster of that, you can let me know. Yeah, uh, I do, I, ugh, but God. one of the interesting things is, um, you see that poster in the dvd cover and you think jesus this tribe is something else like you think that but then you realize that next scene they put her on a pike Um, the thing though is you want to go with it well and yeah and then they pretty much start the camera up right after the the rape scene and the woman's on the pike you don't see her get put on there but then they're all acting like oh my god who could have done such a thing these are savages um, Which, and, oh, you keep going. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go from there. Uh, they, yeah, they're clearly they're. It's a little hammed up because you want. They're trying to nail home the point that the crew did it, but they're just like, my God, who could have done this? And yeah, um, and that's just really, really. If you weren't already seeing how horrific these people are, they've just murdered a woman in the most horrific way. Um, and then they're just doing it for a buck for their documentary. Yeah. Uh, which is, Mike, uh, Mark's not here to talk about it with us, but he's seen the film and he thinks it's the tribe that does it, but it seems like it heavily implies that the film crew has done this because when the camera rolls up, Alan, the leader, is like smiling the entire time and then deadpans and then goes yeah. into him. So goes into character mode. Yeah, so it really heavily implies that this film crew raped her and then put her on a pike. Yeah, and, yeah. And one of the interesting things in this movie, like we said, it, it blurs the line. It really does with um, uh, what is a special effect and what is just real. Because you have animals legit being slaughtered. Um, animals being killed. And then you have these acts of violence that seem so real. And the woman on the pike, in particular. Seems extremely real, which we were going to stop talking about the film to talk about this Luke you want to go ahead with this yeah um when the movie came out um 
I believe they were kind of arrested on site, the director. Yes. And he had to prove to a court how he did that pike scene because everything looks so real and especially that effect. Um, he did prove how it was portrayed, but just kind of nails home how pretty much real the violence looks in this film. Uh, along with that, I believe, if I looked it up correctly, this is the first found footage film. It is? Yes. Okay. So, something like this has never been seen. So, before the film was released, all the actors that were killed had to sign a waiver that they were not allowed to show up in any other forms of media for an entire year. So, people thought they'd actually entered a snuff film seeing people getting eaten alive and pretty much just cut up. Yeah. So, that added to it. So... Well, it also added to the you know realism of this film, which does blur the lines. Of, I mean, even some of the effects still look pretty. Yeah, the up. the woman on a pike is. Um, it's one of those effects that you look at, and you're. I mean, your brain is already wired to think what you see is real after all the animal deaths. Yeah. So it just looks so real. So that's the. Um, it's the most iconic part of this film, and also the most infamous part of this film. Yeah. Um, which now. Going, in going back into the movie. Let's um, going back into the movie. Let's get the rest of the fucking crew. <laughs> Power through it. From, oh. So from there, um, the crew the, get oh, kind of cornered. Yeah, they um, don't know where they're at now. They've lost kind of their way, pretty much. Yeah, they're trapped in the jungle by this tribe. They have ultimately pissed off, which you can somewhat have understand. I mean, yeah, they've done nothing but horrific things to these tribes around. Yeah, and. Um, so yeah, they kind of corner them. They're trying to defend themselves, and Mike, the William H Macy looking character, <laughs> gets caught. Um, Faye begs Alan, the director, to whoa, save him. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought you were gonna go. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, she begs for him to save uh, Mike, yeah. but he just basically doesn't, and they all run. But Alan does kind of do a mercy shot on. I think maybe he might have shot Mike. I, I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. I, you you rewatch it and you no. tell me. I don't want to rewatch it. But um, um, but yeah. So from there, the crew or the tribe just rip Mike to shreds. Yeah, and yeah. it's one of those scenes that I was alluding earlier. The turtle's almost a setup for this scene because they tear him apart in a way that's almost identical to how that turtle went out. Yeah. And it's just as... I mean, even, like, with the turtle, they take the head first. Yeah. With Mike, they take the head first. Yeah, and, and they then... chop his limbs off, and then they're opening him up. And it's very, 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 very symbolic of what they did earlier, and now they're just the food to these people, and they're not going to treat them any better than they treated the food or the tribes. And you kind of it kind of plays into it really well. I still don't justify the turtle no. murder, of course, but it just it really does play into the themes of the film really well with that mirroring of it. Yeah, that was I think when that scene came on, I had finally fully because you've seen this film before. Yeah, yeah. So finally, when that's besides the Pike scene, going right into that kind of finally made it clear as to what's up with this film really in regards to all that because that was that, that's all that's, that was hard to watch a yeah, little bit yeah because it's it's really if I'm thinking like that's really the first like really violent thing you see that besides the pike which the pike is is violent but it's not you're not watching it you you just see the aftermath yeah. of what happened and you see some you know the turtle the pig you see all that oh and the monkey oh they scalp oh, a monkey the, yeah um, and drink the blood out of its head 
Um, like, yeah, it's just, like, at that point, you've just seen nothing but animals and aftermath, and in that scene, that camera, it's it's like Alan, you know, he, he's filming it for you. He's he focused wants, on that. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about Mike. He cares about his shot. Which is another thing, it. too, it leads up to, did he kind of set Mike up in that situation uh, to get a shot of what the what they would do to a corpse. I mean, maybe. I mean, Alan's scum of the earth, so it's possible, but... I mean, it's he, not even, like, a nice kind of, like, clean kill. Like, they brutalized the corpse afterwards. Yeah, it, it, like, again, it's the turtle. It's, I mean, he is the turtle at that point. I mean, even after he's dead, they sit there and they just beat the body for a while. Yeah. And then they finally cut it up. It's, it's probably, like, almost a five to ten minute scene and you're watching him being dismembered. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, it's not like up close and personal. It's from like a. You it's can, a little ways back, so some of it's kind of like. Yeah, and again, that plays in the movie's. I'm going to do air quotes. Strengths. Yeah. Um, you can't tell what's an effect, and I bet that effect would look bad if it was up close, but it plays in this movie's strength because of a way it just looks so real. Um, Which then leads from there into our next scene. Well, they they're lost yeah basically Al- and they're trying to get out of the jungle the tribe somewhat i guess seen alan and the crew watching them dismember mike's body while so, they filmed <laughs> while they were filming it so then the next shot you see alan i don't know the other guy's name and Faye run off they get cornered again and this time they take Faye away and now you see the point to where they get payback in the sense of now because one of the tribe member during the girl rape scene a tribe member was in the background watching so, what comes around goes around, and you see from Alan's perspective through the video camera that the entire tribe takes turns raping Faye. And then yeah. decapitate her, which, yet again, like you said, the special effects probably would look horrible up close, but since the camera, it's kind of gritty and it's kind of hiding weird. the weed leaves and stuff yeah, yeah it looks like they straight up really decapitated her. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, something else. It and, is brutal. They. And, uh,. <laughs> One thing, um, you know, I think everybody in horror films, they love seeing the bad guy get their comeuppance. This isn't that kind of movie. You don't really feel like these people get their just desserts. In a way, they do, but it's just like, it isn't pleasing to watch in any satisfying way. And it's kind of interesting, like, you don't really even see Alan get his comeuppance. That's, yeah, so before the film actually ends... The next thing is we see that the tribe, again, has figured out Alan's watching, and so is the other camera, uh, the other, uh, cameraman. cameraman. And the thing is, is you don't find out what happens to the other cameraman because it shows a shot of Alan falling twice. Yeah. And you just see, he gets, He's like, like, he has blood running down his face, you don't see what happens to him. You don't figure out how they kill him, you're just gonna assume that they eat, which is... Uh, horrific, really, if you think about it, because you've already seen what they've done to Mike and Faye, yeah. Yeah. and now they know that this is the guy that pretty much caused them to do all of it. Yeah. He's the main one, so what would they do to him in this situation? Yeah. And so your mind kind of plays tricks with you on that one. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the last you see of the footage, and yeah. we kind of skipped over what was going on while the professor character is watching this footage with the executives because he's like, you guys haven't even seen the rough stuff. Yeah, he... So all the... Executives and the professor... Yeah. ...are sitting pretty much in, like, a little projection room just watching this. Yeah, from the rape scene on. Yeah. After it cuts to black from my... or Alan falling on the ground, you see two of them get up and leave. 
and one of the executives call and asks the whole entire film stock to be burned just to forget about it. Yeah. And then it ends with the professor just walking off yeah. to the music from the beginning of the film, which I forgot to mention from the most really disturbing part of this film, I'm just trying to go somewhere else with it, is the village burning scene, and this is the only reason alone, is while the, while the village is burning down, there is this happy, light music playing over. It's, yeah, the score is really yeah. iconic. Um, our friend, um, he does own the score to it, which kind of baffled you, because yeah. you're like, why would you like it? Um, but there's not really a score like it, as you'd say. Yeah. But it's just this horrible destruction and death all around, and it's just this light orchestral music playing over it that... Yeah. And, like, that music, it, though, it does change on a dime. Yeah. It, it goes from that kind of whimsical to, to just, like, this very depressing. ambient noise yeah. that's very... It, it's very indicative of the mood. It's, it sets the mood really, really strong. So, but... That is... I mean, the rest of it is horrific and gory, but that's the only thing that kind of plays with you on a weird level where yeah. you watch just people's lives being destroyed, but it's cheerful music playing in the background, yeah, so yeah. It, just, it plays with you there, but yeah. yeah. That's disturbing, but the rest of this movie is just fucking horrific. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah, watch. yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is worthy of its notoriety. Yes. I would say that. Like, a lot of films, um, and we're getting into it, the next one will be one of them, but it's... A lot of these films are kind of notorious um, for being over the top or violent to an excessive degree. I'd say this is the one that earns it. Yeah. And you, it, it isn't messing around. It is what it is. Um, and you go into it knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, probably the segment, I'm probably going to do one before it, giving you context, or maybe after this, about Cannibal Holocaust and pretty much what caused it. So you kind of have a better understanding of Going into the film, because I knew the context of this film, so even though the whole horrific and this awful violence, it's this movie had a message to it to an extent. Right, and that's... that's Which is what I want to talk to you about is, well, like I have here on the kind of the bullet point, is I guess the lasting impression, and do you think it's a good film? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, I think it is kind of a good film. I really do. Um, yeah. Like a movie like Salo or some of these other horrific films, they're not that good at films. They're not really good. And you get that that try-hardiness yeah. from a lot of these films where we're just trying to shock you, which is, that's fine. They do what they want. But that just isn't as interesting as kind of what this movie's about. Um, I mean, the last... I mean, we manipulation in the media. Um, just, yeah, it's just... I, I find it really interesting and, in like, how the movie plays with you and kind of what you're expecting and where it goes... It just, it really doesn't take you there. Um, it takes you in a different way. And it's just, I think it is a good film. From the music, the acting, yeah. yeah. Um, some of it's not that great. And obviously I don't really condone a lot of the animal stuff. But it, it's one of those things, it's, um, the, some of that stuff wouldn't be as, like a lot of the, the human scenes later, wouldn't be as realistic looking and they wouldn't have as much of a punch if you didn't have those scenes yeah and it just 
it just comes together and it is what it is and I think it is a good movie it's not a movie I'd ever pull off my shelf and just like oh, I'm yeah, bored watch with the I'm family bo- I'm bored Saturday I'm gonna pull this <laughs> yeah. off the shelf but, it's something you have to be really I guess sort of in a mood for right I hadn't seen it in probably eight or nine years yeah um, and I, I remembered quite a bit of it still um, but yeah it's it's a good film it's just it's messy so here's it's messy. one thing I want to ask you because I keep seeing what I go with a lot of people talking about this film who say it's a good film do you like the film I guess with um, what's going on like you know I yeah, it's a movie yeah it's it's, it's a that's tough like a, that's a tough question that's to a ask. tough question like I think I don't think it's a great film I think it's good um, I think it has a lot of I think it has some neat ideas behind it um, I, I guess I would say I enjoy this movie but like clinically I enjoy this movie yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. it, it does have I mean it does pull on your emotions this movie's all about it and like me and my friend Mark who had seen the movie before I know you guys were making fun of me yesterday no no we weren't making fun I of know, you but... but we were just like there's gonna be two shows one's gonna be us watching the movie and the other's gonna be looking over at Chris because he's never seen it uh yeah um, so but will... yeah as far as do I think it I enjoy it, the film the answer I guess yes in a way but it's again it's it's in a way where um, it's kind of more scientific, yeah. like clinical, um, why I enjoy the film. Which, before I talk about my, I guess, viewpoint, yeah, like, yeah. I want to go into that. Yeah, what he was saying about watching the movie and then watching me is because they had seen it, like you know, they would said. Um, but the pig part is really the first animal, and that happens, like, what, maybe 15? Yeah, yeah. 10, probably. 15 minutes in. And I'm sitting there just awestruck because it is... It lingers on that shot of them killing that pig, and I'm sitting there with like a just uh, just a yeah, shocked was, expression you, on my face, and they're just I was like, man, I did not expect that, and they're like, you blind bought this movie knowing what it is, what the fuck well, did you expect? It's, it's one of those things. I I morbidly laughed because I'm like, you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, like you were just. The pig, I, the pig is nothing in the scheme, yeah. scheme of things. Like that turtle. It's is, it's horrific to watch, but once you get. This is gonna sound weird. It's not the worst death in the movie. It's not. I mean, like I said, there's a monkey that gets scalped. Um, they don't even. They don't chop it like the head. They chop the face off. Like it's the face of the monkey. Yeah. It's yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you. It's just yeah. It's, it's, that, that sounded weird to say because it is an animal losing its life, but they really fucked that turtle's day up. Yeah, not the, to, I'm not sugarcoating at all. They ruined that turtle's day. Yeah, they they they, they dissect it. They yeah. really do, and that's um, horrific to watch. And again, is is that worth it for the film? No, no. Is it effective in the film? Yes, it is very especially effective. like what we talked about. Where you the said with the effects, like yeah. seeing the real deaths, then compared to the actual human, like the deaths of the yeah. humans, you think is real. I guess with me on this film. I do like it. It's weird to say. Yeah, yeah. I think it lingers on some things way oh, too much. This, this movie isn't... Yeah, there's no quick cuts. No, they pull up a they, chair and they're like, you're sitting here watching this. <laughs> yeah, they... Oh, fuck. Um, the animal deaths, I don't think are necessary. Like you said, it does... Sort of... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really... It's a slippery slope with this one to talk about in the sense of that... Sadly enough, the next film we're going to talk about with Cannibal Ferox, there is another, there is more actual animal death in right. that one, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But this is going to sound weird, but if you haven't seen this film, 
and you're debating on it, I would say go ahead. Even if you don't want to see the animal cruelty, there is an option yeah. to view it without the animal cruelty. I don't know how effective the later scenes will be without it. But I would not begrudge anyone to watch that Yeah, scene. but so, if you don't want to watch it, I completely understand. It was hard enough for us to watch it. I mean, I don't know. I mean... I I, I mean, like, that animal stuff, that, that really gets to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of the gore um, really... Yeah, it gets in your head. Um, but the animal stuff is what, again, drives a lot of the, yeah. that feeling in your head. But, yeah, uh, so... But, yeah, it, I would I would recommend it to only a select few yeah, there, people. Like, if, you... There's, there's an audience for this film that kind of can get what the movie is. Um, it, I mean, like we talked about yesterday, it, could, it couldn't be made today. No, Nothing. Oh, like, no, 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 no. This, yeah, no. It was... It, no, this movie, yeah, this movie, there'd be, there'd be hearings on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's for a very minority so, audience. if you are really thinking about diving into this film, go for it. Like I said, if you don't want to watch The Animal Violence, there is that option. We're not going to judge you for not watching no, people no. kill yeah. innocent animals. But we we're not handing out merit badges for watching that version, so No, fine. but <laughs> that was weird for me to say, if, to recommend this film. No, it's it's a, it's a complicated thing. Yeah. Like, it really is. Um, yeah. But it, I think there's something to the film. Yeah. There is something to it. There's not really a charm, but it's there's something. There's, there's a message. Yeah. And there's a point to the movie, which get to our next film we'll get into that yeah so that is anything left to say on cannibal holocaust or um no no i guess that's <laughs> it um i guess yeah this, is, glad, the, this yeah. is the hardest one to talk about because there's so much yeah th- this one's yeah this one's probably the toughest to talk about the next one's not as tough to talk about in any way so in some ways but... yeah so with all that being said that is our review for cannibal holocaust if they stayed through yeah if you guys stayed through um if you are you're real campers because we're getting ready to get into our next film Cannibal Ferox oh god anyway alright before we get into Cannibal Ferox I want to touch on Cannibal Holocaust just for a few more minutes in regards to its main message and I, like I said in the last segment, I believe knowing a little bit more about this helps have a better understanding of the film. In 1979, Diodato was approached by German producers to make a movie similar to his last film, Lost Cannibal World. Being influenced by Mondo documentaries and talking to his son about coverage of the Red Brigade terrorist attacks, Diodato conceived the idea for Cannibal Holocaust. He believed that the media focused on portraying violence with no regard for integrity. He also believed that they would stage events just to have a story, which is you know, prevalent throughout the film. Driving home the point even more is when one of the executives say, today's people want sensationalism. The more you rape their senses, the happier they are. Now, the media manipulation, I will say they handled quite well and you know we learn about Alan and how some of his crew will shut up shots and then we see them do the horrible things to set those shots up and they know even the executives talk about airing those segments out of context to then 
make the film crew look a lot better than you know what they actually are, trying to cover up the horrific things they did. Um, the violence, on the other hand, is where I think the message gets kind of muddled or lost. They are making fun of violence in the media, but it, it, they have a scene where we have to watch a man pretty much get ripped to shreds, and it's about a five-minute long scene, or all the animal cruelty. It pretty much is hypocritical to a point, and it makes it no better than what they are trying to fight against to an extent. Hopefully this makes the main message of the film clear. Like I said, I think it helped me out have a better understanding. You know, I think knowing about what they were trying to go for with this film and knowing how the message that they were trying to betray got kind of off the rails and became hypocritical to a point, I think it helped me better understand Cannibal Holocaust. So hopefully me kind of going and talking about this will help you as well if you decide to view this film. As me and Luke were saying, if you are debating about watching Cannibal Holocaust, go for it. You might regret it. It will leave an impact on you, I will have to say, though. Now, yet again, this is only for a certain type of individual. If you are easily triggered, like I said at the beginning, or you are very squeamish, do not watch this film. But if you have heard about it and you are curious, go for it. And hopefully, like I said, knowing more about the message should help you have a better understanding of what the film is about. Anyways, let's get into Cannibal Ferox. Cannibal Ferox from 1981 was directed by Umberto Lenzi. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Anyways, Cannibal Holocaust is the Citizen Kane of cannibal movies. Cannibal Ferox is more... The, the Kmart version of Cannibal Films. Yes. Uh, so apparently, my Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox came with little pamphlets um, directed, written by Eli Roth, which is who directed the last one we're going to talk about. And in the booklets, he talked about how Diodato and Lindsay would go back and forth trying to outdo each other with Cannibal Films. I didn't know that. Yes, I actually found that out today. Oh, wow. So while Diodato made the horrific Cannibal Holocaust, Lindsay tried to top that one, couldn't, and then made Ferox, which is like you said, it's it's pretty much the bargain bin version of Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we said, there is animal cruelty in this film, and that is horrific. They try to copy the message to an extent from Holocaust. Oh boy, do they! Uh, but. Before we get into all that, let's get into the plot of the film. Alright, the plot is... you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah, pretty much. It's the same thing. <laughs> but, but here, here's the difference. Instead of a film crew, it is... I can't remember the fucking name. Um, um, it's a woman going in to investigate right. if cannibalism is, is true or not. Yeah. So it's her, her brother... Okay, so it's Brown Girl, which is the main one. Guy that looks like Alan from the last one. Let's just say that. And then... As they call her the twat, <laughs> so so that, that that that's our that that is the um 
group we're following. Blonde, uh, brown, uh, brown hair girl, Alan, and Twat. So, these guys go in the jungle, like he said. This, is, this one's gonna get taken down. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, yes, they go in the jungle to figure out if cannibal, the girl wants to write a book on if cannibalism in tribes is real or not. So, my god, this movie pisses me off. Anyways, we get to them after they almost sink a sh- uh, sink a boat because they ramp a jeep into a boat that's going to take them downriver. Yeah, it is looks unsafe. Yeah, <laughs> by all means. Oh, it's 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 laughable. I mean, <laughs> th- I guess should we get into our thoughts going into this? Okay, film? so yeah, Ken Holocaust is the serious, depressing film that me and him were going back and forth on. You know, we just heard it and we were going back and forth on it when we watched it. Ferox, even though there is the animal death, we, we didn't laugh at that part. The rest of this fucking movie, though, is so is funny. So it's almost it's a parody. So, and that's and that was one thing. Like after we're done with Holocaust, because we watched all three at once. Yes, or back to back to back. And I was just like, oof, like Holocaust is rough. Like what's gonna be Ferox? Because we were afraid. Because Ferox, we thought was the answer to Holocaust, where Holocaust was the serious film was controversial Ferox was gonna try to top that yeah with and not have a message where Holocaust like you yeah, said has just, a message just have no redeeming yeah. qualities whatsoever well so. Ferox tried to rip shit from Holocaust and didn't really work and the gore and stuff in Ferox is eh. man. so what you get is this weird awkward ass mess which yeah so I mean it was what we needed yeah after it, watching Holocaust yeah, it, cause it is funny it is it is bad it is really bad filmmaking you have to somewhat have a dark sense of humor to laugh at this yeah yeah and if it wasn't like you said for the animal deaths this movie would just be hilarious to rewatch it because it's just (laughs) it just it's trying so hard to be holocaust and it's so not um let's get into the first scene that happens that made us laugh our asses off so while twat is on the boat she, you gotta, you gotta, have to, you gotta <laughs> drop that moniker. Okay, so well, that's what they call her. So what's to say, Blondie? Well, Blondie's on the boat. Um, this one woman with like an anteater or something, like an anteater or it, like a some kind, of, some kind of animal. Oh she my just God. randomly gives it to the blonde girl, and then the blonde girl's it's like, "It's a pet." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, thank you," and she holds on to it. So they get to the land, you know, they get off the boat with the jeep. They're driving down. And Iguana doesn't even walk across the street. So it, yeah. it doesn't walk. It's just there in the street. So they're, you know, well, before that, they're in the deep jungle, and there's roads. So that, yeah, first there's off, dirt roads. There's dirt roads. First off, doesn't make any sense because they made it clear like this is where the tribals are. There shouldn't be any, you know, road. There's fucking roads. So yes, there's they're driving down it, and they, the camera cuts to an iguana that's just minding footage of an iguana <laughs> on a road. It's just minding its own fucking business. It doesn't even. Get, it like gets to. Where you would say the um, the side of the road, the side of the road, like you know, you know where the road kind of like ridges. Yeah, it's like it's it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's just sitting there at the shoulder. And first off, the anteater like tries to kill itself because it's like I don't want to be in this fucking movie and flings out this girl's arm, which is horrific because it bounces off the tire. So you feel horrible. But it's just so what the hell? Yeah. What the hell just but happened? But here's the thing: they don't want to hit the iguana, so this is their oh shit moment. Like when a movie 
like let's say Final Destination when they're driving and it's slippery and they're like, yeah, oh shit, they lose control. This is why they get cut off. This is why they get trapped. It's because a fucking iguana in the middle of no, in the dude, shoulder of the road. And it's not like darting. It's just sitting there. And she's like, oh no, iguana, I need to drive because everyone's dubbed and they all just sound monotone. Yeah. But so she's like, oh no, an iguana, don't hit it. And then the, you got the anteater trying to kill itself, and then them trying to save the anteater and not hit the iguana. It's it was so funny because <laughs> we the, had to rewind it. Like yeah, just to see the look on the actress's face, the blonde woman that's holding the anteater, because they did not expect that anteater <laughs> to jump out of the car, yeah. and it's on a leash. So it's just hanging there for a second. We're like, the hell was that? Yeah, and so it's it's so funny because they put that in the movie. Yeah, they didn't they, even try to redo yeah, it. They're like, fuck it, we are used, we use enough takes. Let's fucking go. And that's and that's when because we were worried. Yeah, we were worried. Like, uh, here we go again. They're gonna run over the iguana. And we're just like, but that scene happened, and we're like, oh no, this is gonna be a farce. This oh, is gonna be a farce. Because here's the thing: they wreck, they drive into like waste get, high water. No, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's the bad part because they they get stuck in mud yeah. and then they get the car unstuck oh, yeah. in mud and then they sit in the car and they're like, okay, should we head back or should we continue to go? So they flip a coin and I guess it lands on the the, <laughs> the, the, the side dude. Oh keep going. God. So they go like five feet forward and then get fucking they, stuck again. They, they it's <laughs> it's like the next scene. It is ten seconds after they've gotten unstuck. They flip a coin and you're like, oh, they'll go further down the road. But for whatever reason, they don't go further down the road. They just go forward <laughs> through brush, and then they don't know what's on the side of it. And then they just crash into a little creek, yeah. and their car is stuck. And they're like, well, we're stuck now. It's like, yeah, it, it, that's the first, like, maybe ten minutes of this film is just... And, yeah. And, <laughs> and it gets way... Yeah. So, anyways... They so get out the, of their car and they start walking for maybe like 15 minutes and they see some bugs and they're like, huh, what's that? And then they pull back and there's this, this random like guy just sitting there eating bugs. Yeah, like larvas. Yeah, he's just sitting there eating them and they're like, what's wrong with them? He doesn't say anything, pays no attention, just sitting there eating bugs and they're like, oh, okay. And then they just walk and past scene. Yeah, they just walk past it. And you're like, what a lovely scene that was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, crazy man, just sitting there eating bugs. And then... We forgot, even forgot how this film opens up. So the film opens up uh, just... with, with <laughs> this man exiting a hospital in New York. He goes to an apartment, and fucking William Macy from the last film's there, and some other guy. They're trying to figure out what happened to this character. It's Matt. Or no, it's Mike. They're trying to figure out what happened to this guy named Mike. So the <laughs> hospital guy doesn't know. John Wayne, <laughs> fucking Macy dude, shoots him in the chest, and then it goes to the jungle scene. So, it, well, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, you go. When it comes to the New York stuff... It's a skip. It, it, it serves no purpose, really, yeah. to the movie. It's just weird, because you'll be in the jungle one second, and then it'll play New Establishing shots of New York with, with happy like a, music. Like a disco theme. So, yeah, with a disco theme. So you'll go from jungle... <laughs> or just them wandering in the jungle or horrific scene and then instantly cut to it New York. It is not even like a normal... It's like a fucking hard cut, too. It is. It's a hard cut and it seems like a comedy. It really does. So... So the New York stuff, we can go into it. Yeah. But I'm going to argue it serves no purpose yeah, it and the only reason it's there is because... Uh, Umberto watched Campbell Holocaust and was like, well, there were just scenes not in the jungle in that movie <laughs> yeah, so I need to have scenes in New York in my movie. 
So, <laughs> while with the, the same actor, too. Yeah. With yeah. the exact yeah. same yeah. So, actor. Uh, fucking the way the, uh, William H. Macy and the professor from the last film are in this film. And the professor is a cop in this one. And he and sounds like Robert De Niro. And he, I swear it sounds like he's dubbed by Robert De Niro. But honestly, that stuff plays no part into the film, really. So, anyways, back to... Uh, the movie. Blondie, brown-haired girl, and Alan. They're walking through the jungle, and they stumble upon Mike and his buddy. Let's just oh, call him... Uh, not even that yet. Oh. No, no, we get our first animal death. Oh, um, so the poor... <laughs> they're spending the night. So they're, they're spending the night, they're sad, you know, they're, they're lost in the jungle, and they have the anteater thing tied up. And then you have to watch slowly as... And this... Sorry for laughing, but you have to watch an anaconda kill this thing. And it's horrific... And it's just... But here's the thing. Where in Holocaust, the animal deaths were horrific and you've seen the actors kind of react to them. In this film, it's like stock footage. You see the anaconda attack this creature and you see our group, you know, seeing it and they're like, oh no, what should we do? And they and never it, act upon it because they... Because it, they, it's they, stock footage. Yeah, they. I mean, watching the death... And then looking back at them, they clearly have enough time to go and kill the thing to save their little pet. Yeah. They just stand there and watch it. And that poor thing. Yeah, um, that was that was really hard to watch. And, and here's the thing. Like, Holocaust, I would never say gets a pass for its violence on animals. But at least it, it, there, there's a movie there. So you kind of can not yeah. justify it, but enjoy the rest of the film because of it. The, the problem with this movie is we were laughing... At everything, and then it would just cut to these animal scenes, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. So, besides the horrific animal scene, then we go, yeah, we go into, <laughs> we meet our our trio meets Mike, and let's just call him soon to die number one exposition. Let's yeah, let's call him exposition exposition bot. So they meet them, and they realize that there's a tribe in the area. And Mike warns them. Mike that... warns them to stay away. Um, Alan, fake Alan, thinks there's something going on. Yeah. Clearly he's right. But they camp for the night. I forgot to mention this in the first part. So they're getting, you know, passes for the boat. And Blondie here goes off and has sex with a random guy. That really serves no that purpose. It really serves no purpose. So then again, when they meet Mike in the jungle, she randomly has sex with him again for no purpose. Which, which again, you gave her a nickname at the beginning of this, which is episode. what they call her the rest of the film. But yeah, her character is very one note. <laughs> yes, it is very one note because she falls for Mike. She falls for Mike, so it warns them about these the village, people. That... Which then again, they go to the village, and it goes just off the fucking rails here. They stay at the village, even though Mike knows, which we're not going to get into just yet. He knows it's not good to stay there. Exposition Bot knows it's not good to stay there, but he's dying because he got like bit by a snake, didn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, something happens to him. We can't. Yeah, but he is. He's, he's, we were laughing at yeah. something. So he's we injured. So <laughs> there, he's you know kind of dying off in the village. Well, while they're there, they see a, a man tied to a stake. Yes. And the, so, Mike oh. Mike tries to say, "Oh, it was our Portuguese guide, and they were burning him." Oh, yeah, so... The tribe. Here's my favorite part of this film. I call it Dong for Dong. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> which, this is the first half of Dong for Dong. Um, Mike's telling this group... Or, no, Exposition Bot is telling this group how, oh. when they were there, their guide, 
you know, was captured by these cannibals, and they cut his penis off and burned him at the stake. We'll get into the second part of Dong for Dong later on. <laughs> but, so, yes, you see the corpse there. They're staying there. It's like maybe a day has passed. And then you see these two kids drag a turtle out of the creek, and you're like, God damn it, we just again, watched this. Again. again. Yeah. They drag a turtle out, and they're going to kill it. But Mike and Blondie do the only good thing in this whole film is they save the turtle. You don't, for now. For now. Don't think the turtle's safe. They save it for now, but they try to torture a girl and a kid. Yeah, you kind of realize that Mike is crazy. really crazy because he's he's wanting to torture these people for no reason. Yeah. Um, and then the the, the yeah. blonde woman almost takes part in it, and then she's like, oh, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. So the girl tries to escape, and Mike guns her down. So there's our first death of the film. Sort of. Um... From there, we then cut to them trying to take care of exposition bodies, laying in bed, he's dying. That a fucking hard cut, so you see the turtle, it's like hard cuts the turtle getting its head cut off. And you're like, there's no breathing there's no room. Build up. There's no breathing no room, no build, build up. up. It's just like, oh, well. It is, get, like, it is like a camera cut to a yeah, cut. It's and like it's the head off. <laughs> like the last scene it ends with, man, I hope you start to getting feeling better too. Cut, fucking turtle death. And you're like, what is going on here? And then you see them like, you know, cut the turtle up, and then it fucking cuts to New York and plays disco music, and you're like, what? What is yeah, going on here? this movie is schizophrenic <laughs> as fuck. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like, oh, is he gonna make it? Turtle death, fucking disco music. It's just like... It's it's pulling you in every direction. And, and that's in the span of, I think, like five minutes. It really is. It really is, yeah. So then you get more bullshit with the mob and all that kind of garbage, and then you get to Back to the Jungle... Apparently, the reason why the tribe hasn't killed these people yet is because all the warriors, all the young men, are off fishing or some shit. Well, they come back. I totally yeah. missed that <laughs> they, part. They give an exposition. As, they give a reason as to why all the you know young. Nah, they're they're gone. Yeah, they're, they're gone doing something. doing something. They're shopping. But so they come back. Well, Mike, Blondie, brown hair girl, and Alan are they're gone. There's they split, but Blondie and Alan are doing or Blondie and Mike are doing something in camp brown haired girl and alan are doing something somewhere else well they find exposition bot who has passed they so the tribe bring him outside he's already dead and they decide to take their meal for the goat so they you know cut him open take some snacks and they, they pretty much pack a snack pack and then they go on their way <laughs> yeah which we will get into the first part of the effects in this film it goes to a close-up of the tribal one of the tribe men stabbing exposition bot He's not actually a robot. If for somebody that might be confused, he's actually a person. And it looks like they stick it in his like chest and they pull down, and it looks like a red marker. Yeah. Like they, they just like put like a red marker on his chest, and then it opens up, and then you can see the yeah. door. Yeah. And, and then stuff it's like, obviously a, a yeah. prop. Yeah. So that's what you're expecting with this. So then they take their meal on the go, and then it gets to the good stuff, in which we then see all. The, we see Blondie, Mike, Alan, and Brown Hair Girl captured by the tribals. Well, you forgot to say what Exposition Bot said. Like, the twist. Oh, yeah, so I forgot about the Exposition The twist. Bot. So, you can go ahead with the Exposition the, Bot before he dies, so you can go ahead and the, the twist, which anyone can see coming ever, is, oh, Mike's an evil person. And they're gonna try to nail in the same point that Holocaust did. Like, no, the people that come visit are the bad ones, not the tribes. Yeah. So... 
they just try to lazily play that point, even though we knew they were going to do that. There's like a convoluted plot that where the yeah, natives a, are. There's like an emerald they're, mine or something. Yeah, or, yeah it's, I'm going to treat it like New York. They're there for diamonds, but whatever. Yeah, and, and Mike's, Mike's always like, on cocaine. Mike Mike does cocaine, and cocaine makes you incessantly violent. Which, we'll get into this in a minute. Uh, Exposition Bot says, Mike's a tough customer. We he will get sure into is. That. We will get he into sure that. sure is, he is. So... Sorry about the twist, but yes, we'll get back to the scene where they're yeah. all captured. Yeah. And, yeah. and mm, brown haired girl Alan and Blondie get put in a cage. They put Mike up where the dead body is, and this leads into part two for Dong for Dong. Uh, they pull down Mike's pants and they, uh, they chop his penis off. And then the man that chopped his penis off has a Slim Jim. A really, really slim Slim Jim. Yeah, he snaps <laughs> into that Slim Jim. <laughs> and then they clotterize the wound, which... And then Mike is fine the rest of the film. <laughs> Mike is fine the rest of the film. He does not limp. No. He does not complain about it. He is fine the rest because of the film. Because Mike is a tough customer. And if you don't believe me, he dead sprint runs through the jungle. Nothing happens. He's not in pain. Like, no, oh, God, this no. hurts. No. No. Um... So, after the Dong for Dong sequence, uh, they all... The fable Dong. Yes. The tribe decide to take them to, I guess, another camp or something. They're, for some reason, they're on the river on a boat, and they're going to somewhere else. Yeah, I... It's like, a, I guess, a secondary I, camp. I, I never explained why they're going there. But while they're there, Alan makes a break for it. He gets cut, ends up in a lake trying to... Or, like, he ends up in the river trying to hide from the tribals. Yeah, he cut, his, he cut his foot like, like on a branch or something. Yeah, well, he decided to pick the worst fucking spot because it's full of piranhas. So, while he's being eaten by piranhas, the tribe all stand around and look at him like, wow, idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all just have like a stone look on their face like, huh. Mm. So he's crawling back up onto the, you know, he's crawling <laughs> back up onto the shore. And so, let's go into this. The f- version I got it had two scenes that were deleted. Deleted, and the only thing that was deleted was um, Alan says, "Kill me," but for some reason there's no audio because it was deleted. So this is yeah. So we were waiting for that scene to pop up where it just like hard cut to we're not audio. So we were like, "Oh, when's that gonna happen?" And, and it just hard cuts to him saying, "Kill me," and that is like the only shot in the film. Yeah, and there's the, one other scene which I don't know where it's at. Yeah, I, I can't even yeah. remember. So it was, he just said, kill me, and, and that was the deleted and, scene, apparently. And, and apparently the tribe can understand him, and they're like, sure, we'll kill you. And they, and they shoot him with a dart, so. Mike's, or Alan's gone. Alan's gone. Anyways, what were you going to say? You were... Oh, I just, <laughs> just laughing at just how this film is set uh, up, and yeah. just how of a cheap carbon copy it is. So, Alan, so two of our good, you know, buddies are dead. So then we get to... The tribe then takes the women, the women, uh, yeah, blondie and brown haired girl and no penis to <laughs> to their secondary camp. They put blondie and brown haired girl into this like, like a dubby hut, yeah, like a, like a hut, yeah, like a, like a hut, and they put Mike and or no penis in a cave or like a like pit a, they mud, a mud hole, yeah. They put which what's the end of that? We're gonna get to that. They put. Looks like the easiest thing to put, like a ceiling kind of like a. Yeah, like a, tra- a lazy bamboo trapdoor yeah, over yeah, this mud on, hole. Yeah, over this mud hole. It looks like he could possibly lift it up himself. Or dig through it. Yeah, which, which is what Mike does almost but instantly. Before we get to there, 
we then turn into a musical while the two girls are in the little mud hut they oh, start God. singing a song I'd forgotten about that and it's not like oh a few seconds and it skips no it's the whole entire song and it's not and it's half of it's them just in the mud in that little hut thing and then it cuts out and you see all the tribe people just staring around looking confused yeah the movie's trying to make it like a poignant our our heroes will endure moment but like the cannibals have the same look on their face as we did like what <laughs> like what's going on why are they singing and mike's in the ground is kind of like pissed yeah Pretty. he's pissed uh, yeah so a native tries to help a them native out Native tries to help them out because blondie showed resilience and not killing him so he's like all right i owe you one and tries to help the two girls out of their little hut. Well, Mike... Or, or he was inspired by their song. Yes, he was inspired by the song. That's my headcanon. <laughs> Mike, anyways, crawls out of his little mud hut like a dog trying to get out from the backyard by crawling underneath the fence. So he gets out. Uh, this mud hut, we forgot to say, is fucking ginormous. He's able to hide around one side while another... Well, one of the tribe's mates goes to check on him. He fucking... He solid snake snaps his neck. Again, <laughs> while he has had his penis removed yeah. and has not reacted, <laughs> he is an agile sneaking machine yeah. and takes down people with such efficiency. Yes, it, so he gets a machete because apparently this tribe somehow has a way to make metal. So they take, so he takes a he takes a machete. He then acts like a dick and goes on top of the mud hut, scares the little kid off his trunk to help the two women. And while they're trying to climb out, goes, huh, and then cuts the rope so he leaves <laughs> them there like a jackass. Yeah. So then he runs off, but gets spotted by one native, by one of the tribe's members. And then fucking, like, Zoro Count Dooku counterblocks with the machete and then chops him down. Like, <laughs> oh, so he's <laughs> running. And these tribe's mates have fucking impeccable timing because he's running past the log and they all pop up like in a barbershop quartet. Yeah, it's like, like they're hiding there. It's, it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo. Like, you know, like when they're walking and then all of a sudden the briefcase, like a, one of the doors opens up and they peek their head out and close it back. It's like that. So he runs past. They're just past, there. Yeah, they're just the like. The director's like, they're there. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. So he runs past the log and they all pop up. He's like, shit. He runs another direction and they all circle him. Like, so he's. And they're coming from the way he's running, so he obviously sees them, and he still runs right towards them. So, then that leads to him then getting his arm cut off. They put him up on... Well, kind of his, yeah, his wrist. They put him up on a log. They don't, you know, make it a big spectacle. It's just like everybody that caught him. And they, like... Straight up. Yeah, they just chopped his wrist off, which then I made an Evil Dead joke. But Yeah, but, <laughs> but Mike's a tough customer. Must Mike's a tough customer. So now he has no penis and no right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a joke somewhere. Somewhere there, there's a joke. So, yeah. Somewhere there, there's a joke. So, he, so <laughs> he's uh, no penis, and he's pretty much Luke Skywalker from the last, from <laughs> Return of the... He, he, does, he also doesn't get a sweet robotic hand. So... Yet again. He's just walking around. He's not fucking phased. He's not phased at all. Tough customer Mike. He's not grabbing onto his arm like, oh, it hurts. He's not, you know, trying to walk funny because his penis is gone. No, he's walking tall right back like, yeah, battle scars. (laughs) He's all good. Yeah. So then they finally decide to put the fucker out of his misery. They're tired of his antics. (laughs) They're they're wore out of it. (laughs) They're just like made up and cutting more body parts off. He's not going to give a shit about it. So they finally, they put him 
underneath the slab, which like apparently... It's, a, it's like a table. Underneath <laughs> the table, which apparently they, you know, scout people a lot because it has a hole in the center. It's got a nice chin strap, too, for them. Yeah, it lets just like the top third of your head yeah. out from the table. So, <laughs> so they finally, you know, swipe it, chop his head off. And or his brain. Or his, his brain. His, yeah, so his skull's gone. His brain's exposed. And they start picking at it. I'm surprised they didn't look underneath and him just still standing there like, yeah, I'm all right. Tough customer. <laughs> tough no, customer. that, that tough. brought down the tough customer. Tough, sadly. Yeah, that, sadly, that, that put him down. So then next, it's time to torture the last two girls. Mm. Ooh, this is the only part of this whole movie that actually made me squirm a little bit. And that, Well, aside from the animal stuff. Aside from the animal stuff is Blondie here. They take her shirt off, which you, you see your boobs. And they, for some reason, like I said, they, I don't know how they're able to make metal, but they take these big-ass hooks and put them through her boobs and hoist her up in the air. And just let her hang there. They let her hang there. Until she, she's done hanging and dies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the scene. Yep. And that's the only time it looks painful is because it's like an up-close shot of the hooks going through and you're just like... Yeah, it's 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 probably the only good effect in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that great. No. <laughs> That's the only part that kind of got me to scream a little bit. And you're like, damn, that looks like it hurts. Uh, brown haired girl. Try one of the the tribe, the little kid that tried to help them earlier, helps her out. She's able to get away. Which we forgot to mention. This whole time, there are people looking for. Her. But it, it plays. No, it plays. It plays no factor. It, the only in the thing film. it helps is. The whole mob story kind of leads into this because they're not looking for Mike. So there's a plane flying over, which, here's the thing. We think it's stock footage from the opening of Cannibal Holocaust because they're in the exact same fucking plane from Cannibal Holocaust. And the river shot. And the river shots look like it's from, like, taken extractly from Cannibal Holocaust. It's probably the same stock footage. They just use the same stock footage. But where in Cannibal Holocaust, it looks like they're actually in a plane. In Ferox, it looks like they have, have like, a white sheet over the front of the plane. Yeah. And I know this is a little bit disjointed, but while they're in the air looking around, all three, the pilot, the co-pilot, and the detective kind of in the background... Don't give a shit and like lazily look over the sides like oh uh, yeah we it, don't see again anything it's, yeah again like he said we kind of forgot to mention it it's because it serves no purpose yeah like, I, mean, I guess to give you a I I don't even want to say a red herring because it's not I don't want to give the director that much credit but it's just like false hope almost. yes because they don't even find her they give up. Yeah, they're just like she done. ends up being found by two people doing something else that are on a boat. Yeah, no establishing. So brown haired girl's the one to make it alive. She gets her book published. She gets a medal for it. Bam, wrapped it up right there, and we get a nice oh. shot with credits on her dumbass face as she just looks stoned, like she doesn't want to be there. While it plays disco music. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, it, it. Aside from the animal stuff. This movie was just what we needed after yeah. Holocaust because we laughed so hard at this failure of a film. And it was so fun. It was almost my favorite film of the night we yeah. watched just because of how much fun we had at making jokes during. Yeah, I mean, the gore is, is not that great. No, it's not. It's not that great. Um, not great Especially comparing it to Holocaust, which is trying to... It's, Technically trying to bank off a Holocaust. It, I mean, every way. Yeah. In every way. So Even just, down to the message. Which, another thing, too, is we think there is some footage of animals, which we think is stock footage from Holocaust and the scenes that there are mon- howler monkeys. And there's a leopard, which 
is taken looks like it's taken straight from holocaust yeah yeah just yeah a lot of stock footage and stuff like that um, or jaguar whatever whatever um <laughs> i think it's a jaguar isn't it yeah so whatever yeah but yeah it's, it looks like it's taken from so it looks like it borrows some stuff from yeah besides some of the plot too but how do you feel about this film? I'm going to ask you the same question I did with um, Campbell Holocaust. <laughs> is it a good film? <laughs> is it a good film? No! No, not in any way. Would you recommend it to somebody? I, I would recommend it if you need a palate cleanser off of after Cannibal Holocaust. That's what it is. It takes you down from that emotional um, dredge that, that Holocaust puts you in and then tries to show you the same thing and lets you know why Cannibal Holocaust worked as a film. Yeah. Uh, because nothing works in this movie. The gore's not good. The message is just the same message. It's hilarious just how bad and cheap Also, we also is. forgot um, we made fun of Mike the entire time because he looks like Trey Parker and Matt Stone. He looks like a, like a love child between. So we called him Matt Parker. Matt Parker. So if yeah. you, when you see the film call him Matt Parker. Matt Parker. But yeah, it's just the movie. Is... Also, the <laughs> exposition bot. Sorry, it looks like Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings. So you started making Lord of the Rings jokes. Wait, so was we... it Elijah Wood? From yeah, Lord yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we started making. We, we we called him like what was it? We called we called him Frodo the entire time. Yeah, and then when the tribe show up, we're like, oh, the Orkai's yeah, here. It's the Orkai. So yeah, there's a lot to make fun of with this film. It's really a good bad movie. It's a good bad movie. Um, if it wasn't, which for is, the animal stuff. Yeah, which is weird because on the box. I have. It's like this movie is disgusting. It's gory. It's it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, what we should put underneath. I mean, that. really, the only thing, like I said, is the one where the girl gets hooked through nipples and, and the, the animal stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's the only like horrific things in this film. Other than that, yeah. I. <laughs> that, I mean, that's Chris. Did you find it a good film? Yeah, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't want to have, like, a bad movie night. I might tell him, like, hey, this is going to have some weird stuff in it. Yeah, you, but... almost, you almost wish, like, this had the um, um, no animals get hurt version. Yeah, cause because... Because, yeah, because then you could just watch this movie, and it's just such a laugh riot I know, in a dark it's... way. But it's just, it's such a bad movie. It's like if, um, I don't know, The Asylum tried to make Amistad yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we were afraid this was going to be one that would just destroy us like we yeah. thought we wouldn't want to watch it was the wild card yeah we thought we wouldn't want to watch green inferno but apparently this ended up being like a freaking hilarious yeah, yeah. it was so i don't and know t- we've talked more about ferox than we did which holocaust. is bad but that's we, one thing i was worried about which is bad because with holocaust though we don't really want to spoil too much for you even though the movie's been talked about like a, a yeah, lot yeah. but I would almost, I would say definitely watch Holocaust compared to this film. Yeah. Um, Which I know we said more about this film than Holocaust, but at the same time. It's just because we enjoyed it a little bit more because it's not as dour. Where Holocaust beats you down with depressing and just it's, this movie. Ferox is a better movie. For her laughs. Yeah, for Which laughs. Is, I, yeah, well, Holocaust is an actual movie. Yeah. Ferox sure. is... It's, it's a bargain film. It's a cheesy Grindhouse film. Yeah, it is. It is. and that's Which a, I know some Grindhouse films are like super serious and not fun. Yeah. This is the cheesy one. Like, I almost... And yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, we rewound during this movie. We laughed so yeah. hard during this film. It's the exact opposite of Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, in every ways. fucking way almost. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, with all that being said, I guess that is our... Is anything last you want to say about Ferox? Uh, I, I don't... Yeah, just the whole sticker on it being banned in multiple countries which i actually found out apparently it's banned in 31 but 
it's still holding that record, even though a lot of the countries that it's been banned in have dropped that ban. So yeah, it's, it's, it's like just, far, it's, it's false advertising. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that, and then the movie was, and you didn't get these, but the movie was supposed to come with barf bags yeah, for Cannibal Ferox. What the fuck? Grand it's House not releases. even earned. Yeah. It's not even earned for that film, so it's very much, like we said, Holocaust, it lives up to its name. And yeah. what its reputation is, Ferox is just a farce, and yeah, it's... it's very much trying to bank off that success and fails. I don't think I have anything else for it besides no. that uh, Dong for Dong was just yeah. a great thing I had to write down. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we were tough customers watching yeah. the film. I'm just, I know now that if I ever get my penis and arm cut off, I need to be like my. <laughs> I just need to duff through it. I need to learn yeah. how to. I need to learn how to solid snake snap somebody's neck. Just, <laughs> just be a tough customer. To yes, the end. and also need to take machete fighting classes because he was able to, without a penis, murder a man with a machete by doing some. Effort. I don't know. I think he just didn't feel pain whatsoever. I maybe it's, no because the cocaine would have wore off. Cocaine did it. No, he would have wore off by then because they were. Oh, whole, they that's, were with... Cocaine infects you forever. <laughs> it makes you invincible. <laughs> that's so when they cauterized the room, they had like cocaine on them. Yeah, day. that's yeah. That was the deleted scene. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, with that being said, I guess that is our review for Cannibal Ferox. Now let's get into the boring film. Anyways. The last film in our Cannibal triple feature is The Green Inferno. Eli Ross' love letter to Cannibal Films, which he took major inspiration from Cannibal Holocaust... And Cannibal Ferox, which we're going to get this out of the way right here, right now. This is a, I thought, it was a boring film. Mm-hmm. It is going to sound weird. It tries to be as serious as Cannibal Holocaust, but in the same Oof. vein, <laughs> tries to be as lighthearted and dumb as Ferox. So yet again, it ends in this weird kind of... Yeah. It's trying to be cheeky, but at the same time, it's not being very cheeky. Yeah. Oh... <sighs> God. Anyways, the plot for the film um, is college elitists or activists yeah. want to fix the rainforest. So we follow this. I can't remember the girl's name. We'll, our okay, main character. Our, our main character, who is also brown haired girl, brown haired girl, and not the same one from Fair Ops, but brown haired girl has a crush on this guy who is leading a group at the college called ACT. And and what what is her slogan? Or slogan? Act, what was it like act acting for something? no no it was don't think act, act. oh yeah <laughs> so so there's a little bit of parody which yeah. I kind of dug but and then it just keeps going so she gets invited to join act by this guy who wants to date her but she has no interest in she wants to bang the leader who has a girlfriend so he has a plan to go to South America to chain themselves to trees to stop deforestation in the area yeah which, okay. Yeah. So they fly down there, and we get introduced to my favorite character from the movie. Yeah, the red-haired kid from Spy Kids. All grown up. All grown up, who also smokes a bunch of weed, apparently. So, yeah. they get to South America. They meet with their contact, who's supposed to take them to the, you know, the spot in the jungle. Whole night, pa- whole day, whole night pass. You know, they just kind of... Mingle with the group as they try to establish personalities, which takes fucking forever. It doesn't take; it takes forty-five minutes. 
yeah. for them to get down to the Amazon. So, no, not not to the Amazon. Before we get anything good. Is it? Oh yeah, it is. So yeah. they're in South America. They you know we did the day and I think try to establish characters. They get on a boat to go to the area. They get off the boat. They get into their their clothes, which they're dressed up like workers, which is a smart move. They're, yeah. they're dressed up like the workers there. But they, I guess, couldn't afford the Guy Fox masks, the V for Vendetta masks, so they get, like, plain cheap white. party sitter masks. Cheap party, yeah. So they get these blank white masks, and they tie themselves to trees and bulldozers. And they know there's a militia there. So instead of going, okay, guys with guns are going to be on edge, especially in this area where they know there's, you know, yeah. tribes. So what do they do to get their attention? They blow shit up. And don't expect the you know expect the yeah. guys to be chill about it. And their their plan is oh we're gonna film they're with gonna, our cameras so like, they won't attack us and then we'll be internet celebrities and our yeah. cause will get attention. So yeah, they all their phones are linked to some satellite which will then show the world like hey they're just dis- they're destroying area in a place which is protected by some trees. So I don't know why the camps there illegally. Just forget about all that shit. But brown hair girl is trying to lock herself to a tree. There's a little twist where the leader was like, oh, well, we used you as bait because we knew when they put a gun to your head. So they pretty much, she could have died so they could, you know, get famous. So she's pissed about that. Yeah. So that's all over. And then they're like, mission successful. Yeah. So. Which is baffling to yeah. me. I thought that was stupid. So they They're get all back. Celebrating. Yeah. So they get back to civilization. They get back on a plane that they, you know, first got them there. Flying high, flying away, you know, celebrating on the thing. <coughs> getting drunk. Oh. Getting drunk. Well, the plane crashes. Yeah, the movie almost remembers, oh yeah. Cannibal film. We got So the plane just explodes for no reason. Yeah, the engine the stalls, engine. the plane starts going into the jungle. The back of the plane gets ripped out like logs, right? Yeah. So half the crew's already fucking gone that away. And then while they're crashing, the back seats start flinging out, so at least like four people die that way. Yeah. And then the plane actually crashes, but here's the thing the plane was going like, what, 70 miles? Like, it was going extremely fast, but when they fly out of the back of the, it's a little nitpicky, but when they fly out the back, they're like super close to the crash site, even though yeah, they would have been like. They're right there. They would have been like they're miles right there back. next to the crash yeah. site. They should have been so like weird. miles back. Yeah. And again, like this movie still has this kind of grin tone to it, where it's kind of making fun of our characters and their cause a little bit, just a little bit, and then it's also trying to be serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, once the plane crashes, 45 minutes in. We finally see a cannibal, which, let's go into this. In Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox, the tribes only act aggressively because the people that we're, you know, somewhat dealing with are being aggressive towards the cannibals, so that, you know, the tribes, they're yeah. only acting in retaliation. This film, they're just dicks. They just immediately attack these people without any given reason. I think they try, like, lazily to say, oh, it's because we're deforest, you know, yeah. we're doing the deforestation, that that's why they're mad, but not really. They're just, they're just dicks. Yeah. So they then pretty much tranquilize everybody except for the leader's girlfriend who gets an arrow through the neck. 
And while he's sitting there trying to like, oh, it's okay, it's gonna be okay, honey. She gets a fucking arrow in between the eyes. <laughs> yeah, and it's again. like trying to play it off as comedic, like, oh nope, she's not making it out. Yeah, of this yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. So then they're all dead, and so they're all knocked out. So they get taken to this another camp. They get put in a cage, except for the guy that got our brown uh, our brown hair girl to come with, who they make fun of because he's fat. So. We get then the only really graphic scene, and that's when they dismember him. Which I have to say, watching all these films, by this point, we didn't give a shit. Plus, I mean, the effects looked a little bit better, but at the same time, this is the only time you see yeah, a body Yeah, it's get really ready. the only cannibal scene in the film. Well, there's a little well, bit. There's one more scene, but really this is the only scene where you see somebody get cut up. Yeah. And it's disgusting. But it's, like, over really quickly. Like, they... Yeah. They, like, rush through that shit. I mean, good or bad, depending on how you look on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, they kill him. It's more of them just sitting in the fucking cage. One of the girls happens to get sick. And it's not a throw-up sick. She runs to the corner of a cage... And you hear fart noises for the next three minutes, and it's just her pooping. And it's just like you just hear this. water noises, like <laughs> yeah. she just like she is shitting a lot, yeah. like it's a joke. Yeah, and then you get all of the tribe just begin to laugh at her. Yeah, and they don't touch on it again. It's just she just has to yeah. poop. Yeah, and then it, I mean, then it kind of. You see them all huddle into one side of the corner, which we made jokes like, oh, thanks, Tina, for shitting in the cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, so they don't touch on the poop thing, just whatever. Well, then they try their first attempt to get out, which doesn't end too well because they have a sniper, apparently, with a scope on his blow dart because mm-hmm. he's able to get neck shots no matter yeah. what. It knocks out one of the girls. They fall back in the cage. Well, then, I don't think they kill anybody else for a little bit, do they? No, they really don't. And then, well... One of the girls, who happens to be, like, super tattooed, is able to escape. She makes it to a boat, and then it cuts to black. We never hear from her again. We just we, assume... We assume she got out. Well, then the tribe feed our characters a bowl, and the girl that decided to shit herself is, like, eating out of it and then realizes one of the tattoos. And then looks around and sees all the tribal kids playing with skin pieces with the tattoos on them. So... We don't really get a scene where she dies. It's just alluded that she gets yeah. cut up the same way. So our car- so the woman who crapped herself, wasting no time, time. immediately breaks. breaks the bowl she's holding and slits her throat. Which I will have to say came out of fucking nowhere. I I kind of like that scene where she's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> yeah. Like I I really like that. Uh, just how quick that was. Yeah, that but. was super fast. So then we get. Um, Spy Kids, kid, he's like, I know what I'm going to do because he smokes weed. So he gets weed out and shoves it down this dead girl's mouth because he knows that when the cannibals see that she's dead, they're going to cook her anyways. Well, while this is going on, our main leader douchebag is in the corner, jagging his dick, (laughs) like hardcore going at himself. Which then leads to this other man in the cage to attack Rightfully him. Rightfully saying, what are you doing? Yeah. He goes, what the hell are you doing? And he go, he tries to defend it like the human body needs to figure out a way to release stress. Violence so is I one, can think cl- yeah. clearly. So it's like, violence is one way, this is another. And he's just going to town on himself. So the man gets up and starts to choke him. And 
The guy doesn't put up a fight. He doesn't push him away. He just sits there. He's takes, he just takes he's into it. He just takes while getting choked and is just going to town. And then, yeah, and then there's another scene. It's just, that scene's done. Yeah, that scene's done. They don't call back to it at all. He just sits over there and is an asshole for the rest of the film. So, um, they cook, they cook the girl. They all get high, which is kind of funny because... Yeah, all the cannibals high. are high, so they're like rolling around playing with like trinkets and stuff. The main cannibal, I guess, like the war chief or whatever, he's like all black with a yellow face and a big like boomerang bone through his nose. He's like looking at a statue. It's the only funny part, and he's like looking at it weird, like it's staring back at him. That's the only yeah, funny part yeah. in this movie that, I mean, not, you know, intentionally funny part of the movie. Right. So then they try to escape. So, brown haired girl and what's, I don't know. Well, lumberjack, which one is of the, the protesters, one yeah. of the protesters escape. They get back to the plane crash. Well, Spy Kid's trying to get out too. Well, yeah, Spy Kid's trying to get out too. Uh, leader stabs him in the back with a poison dart to knock him out. So it's just Leader and Spy Kids. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's just like I don't want to be the one that gets eaten. Yeah, because he's refusing to escape for whatever reason. For yeah, whatever reason. So then yeah, brown haired girl and lumberjack decide to leave and go back to the plane. Try to figure out a way to get out. They figure out one of the bodies still has a cell phone on them to use for GPS so they can train, you know, locate yeah. their position. They get recaptured by the tribe. But before they get back... But before they get back... We go back to Spy Kids. The Spy Kids is outside the cage. And he looks up and two tribe members are above him looking at him funny. And he's like, oh, they're funny. So he starts, like, doing magic tricks on them. Because they're still high. Yeah, uh, and he they, they bite him. And then he yells out, oh, my God, they have the munchies. And then you see them just swarm this man. And then it ends with the kind of funny joke where you see a little girl run out with a leg. And you're like, oh, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that. Oh, God, this film is just... Anyways. Yeah, we're not talking about this one for 30 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> when they found, when Bumberjack and Brown Hair Girl get back, they try to make, they try, we weren't about this earlier in the film, sorry, we were kind of jumping back and forth, but about female genital mutilation to oh, make God, them women, yeah. like, to go as a rite of passage. Well, Brown Hair Girl is apparently chosen to be a new wife. So, they get ready to cut her stuff off while. Lumberjack is put on a pole and beaten to like beaten, broken all of his bones, all of his bones broken, and then covered in this green kind of like mud looking stuff, and then has ants crawl all over him. Well, we finally get this tribe member runs back with the head of a worker. So apparently, there's still construction going on the area. Yeah, it's which causes all the entire village to then go to war. Yeah. Even the shamans and, like, all the women who would normally just stay back and just not do anything, they're all going to war. Right. Which, just so for convenience. Yeah. So, yeah. So then our brown-haired girl is able to escape. She goes up to Lumberjack. He tells her to get his phone so that she can leave. We think something's going to happen with the ants. Nothing happens. The ants just kind of vanish. Yeah. And then, so he's dead. We move on. We And then she leaves Dickhead in the cage because he wants to escape. But she's like, well, no, you've been an asshole. And yeah. then leaves. So she's able to get away. The film then concludes with her... Oh, whoa, not whoa. It. Yes. whoa, you forgot the greatest CGI scene of all oh, time. Oh, sorry. Oh, fuck, we forgot about that part too. So uh, There's a lot we skipped over, yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's, and there's not really a lot to talk about this movie. Anyways, 
There is, in the beginning of the scene when they're on their boat heading towards the location to do their protesting, they pass by a rock, and the rock has this really awful looking CGI black jaguar. And you can't even see it. And you like, can't see it. Like, they're like, oh, look at that. It's so beautiful. That's my next tattoo. And they're like, what, what are they looking at? We can't see. <laughs> yeah. It's like shot so lazily and it's CGI'd so bad. So while this girl's escaping, this tribe member happens to catch, like, realize she's running away, follows her, and while she's crossing this little creek, the black jaguar's on a rock on the other side. Yeah. And, and he's getting ready to shoot her, but he sees it and waits, and I guess is like, if the jaguar lets her pass, she can... I don't... Is that what you thought? I guess. I was I was expecting some setup and some payoff. Yeah, but... But I... There's nothing. The jaguar doesn't attack her. The tribesmen just kind of give up. She gets away. So then she's sitting in an office, and they're like, she oh... She gets back, yeah. Yeah, she gets back, and she's sitting in an office, and they're like, oh... You know, of the people... Uh, you know that tribe in that area they're you known cannibals did they you know were they hostile to you at all she says no I guess leading up as we should just leave them alone and to make her cause that she was yeah, trying to fight for actually worth it is the most it. baffling thing yeah so she tries to make it actually worth it so then the film just kind of ends with them leaving the cannibals alone because of her and then they ask her hey has anybody was anybody else alive with you her of course saying no leaving dickhead out in the middle of nowhere with his cannibals so then the film ends. We get a credit, you know, credits roll, and then they they post oh credit scene, which then you get a call from uh, the leader's the girl, sister. like sister, and she's like, and she talks to Brian Harry girl, and she's like, hey, are you sure you're the only one left? She's like, yeah, why? And then it zooms in like on because she where... apparently has satellite Image. technology, yeah. and she zoomed in and saw somebody dressed all in black. That looks like her brother, who has now become possibly the new war chief of that tribe, which now I can't wait for Green Inferno 2, Electric Boogaloo, which is, I feel like, is going to be an amazing movie. Yeah. there I did Google it, or look it up. They were going to try to do a movie called Beyond the Green Inferno. Oh, really? And then it just never happened, because this movie didn't do well. Uh, I mean, it was delayed a year, and then it just didn't do well critically uh, or financially. Which, there is a lot of callbacks to the um, Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox, Green Inferno being the name of the documentary that they were going to shoot in Cannibal Holocaust. So, of course, it got its name from that. Yeah. Uh, I can't really think of any other fucking callbacks. I know, like, Eli Roth um, said there was, like, a I ton mean, of callbacks. There's some gory stuff. I mean, the the way the... <clears throat> the way the woman escapes in this film is it's, very similar to Ferox. Yeah. Because she kind of, in a way, befriends one of the kids... Yeah. At, ...of the tribes, and the tribe kid helps him escape. So there's a reference, but... Yeah, like, it was supposed to be the love letter to those films. And, and it's really not. And yeah, I can understand why this film didn't do well. I mean, the forty-five. this movie is an hour and 45 minutes long, and half the movie, there's nothing in this yeah, film. Yeah, it's it is, just a lot of setup for, is, man, college kids are... Yeah, it's yeah. just setup upon setup, and it, there's not really a payoff. I yeah, mean, bes- I... Besides the one gory scene in the film, which I think is at, like, what, one minute, or one hour and 25 minutes? yeah. It's it probably happens about the hour mark. Yeah. Is when the only good gore scene happens and then nothing. Yep, the rest of the film just poof and fart jokes. I mean even when the spy kid's kid gets ripped apart, he's surrounded so you don't even see him get technically yeah, ripped apart. You see them like take a bite out of his shoulder and then Yeah. They swarm him again and then you just see the leg. Yeah. So Yeah, the really only gore scene is I think his name is like Jonah. He's the guy that tried to get brown-haired girl to go. Yeah. And he gets killed first. Yeah. And that's really all I can say about this film. I, our, our friend fell asleep during it. Yeah, so that's... And he... Good, good for him. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> would I would you recommend it? Is yes, would, would you recommend this film? No. I do you like this film? No. Do you think it's a good film? No. I think Eli Roth is a a cool guy. Like I would love to hang out and talk movies with Eli Roth. I think he's really neat. Um, like a cool person. Um, I like Hostel too. I think it's I think it's kind of a better version of what Green Inferno tried to be, where it plays a little bit humor, but yeah. there's like super serious moments. Like Hostel Two, I really enjoyed. Uh, Cabin Fever is a lot of fun. Um, it, it's another example where the comedy kind of worked really well with it. This movie just nothing did anything for me. Um, Forty five minutes into your movie is when the movie starts. Just yeah. like, oh my god, I'm fine with suspense and setting up characters, but yeah, I mean, we the were... movies we had just. Yeah, we were talking about this with. Yeah, we, like me and him were talking about it uh, in the course of the forty-five minute mark of this film. At least, like we've seen a shit ton of deaths in at least *Cannibal Holocaust* and *Feral*. Yeah, like there was a lot of setup or jokes. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, there's nothing more terrible than a movie that's just so middle of the road. Yeah, and this movie was so middle of the road. Like, it wasn't. Fun, bad enough where we can make fun of it like Ferox. I mean, and in a it, few scenes it was. Like, but like yeah, sprinkled, they're... like very sprinkled through. So there's just nothing really to latch onto with this film. Like Holocaust, there was something there. Like it invoked an emotion. Ferox invoked another emotion where we laugh the entire time. So we kind of got like a good spectrum, boring. we would say, with this one. We got the super depressing one, the super funny one, and then middle of the road, right? Yeah, there. right. So if you decide to do a Campbell triple feature, just make it a double. Just make it a double. Or if you want to, watch Holocaust and then Inferno. So you get depressing, middle of the road, and then you get the light at the end of the tunnel, which is Ferox. <laughs> and you yeah, get a laugh about I, that one. I would just recommend a really interesting double feature of Holocaust and Ferox. Yes. Because Inferno, sadly, is extremely yeah. boring. Yeah, it's just... And I guess, I mean, I wonder if we would have picked that movie second, if we would have enjoyed it maybe a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe that was another thing, too. We got maybe fatigue. Well, possibly. It, maybe but, it's because Ferox was so much a polar opposite of Holocaust yeah. that we were just like, man, that was a laugh riot. Let's get yeah. to this next movie. And it just wasn't funny. It wasn't serious. So it's just like... It, like I said, it was it was trying to be serious like Holocaust, but also trying to be cheeky like Ferox. Yeah, so it's yeah. middle. It's, it was like confused right there. Yeah. So... That is our review for The Green Inferno. Yep. Did you have fun reviewing all these? I did. I really did had, had fun. You had fun watching all these? Um, I had fun watching the first two. Yeah. Um, the third one was a chore, I would say. <sighs> but, I mean, I had a blast, like, you seeing this for the first time and just your thoughts. Um, it was fun to kind of see the movie again because it had been, you know, like I said, 10 years since I'd seen the first one. Yeah. And then just seeing Ferox was just a fun time said randall desk that it was just <laughs> I, I i just feel like i have to add that <laughs> yeah in there every time because it is so funny but just there's those little moments like you were saying like exposition was just telling these jokes and then it cuts to a turtle scene yeah but i mean overall it was a lot of fun all right well with all that being said that's our review for that we're going to go out to the outro and we're going to discuss the next horrific movie we're going to be watching since this is the 15th episode the next horrific film we're going to watch is episode 30 so we're going to go ahead with that one. Anyways, let's go out to the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor or a message on the Facebook page. 
me, my friend Luke, and Mark had a lot of fun watching all these films. Even though the dark subject matter, it was kind of interesting to watch these movies. Um, like we said, maybe skip out on Inferno, do a Holocaust and Ferox back-to-back, kind of, you know, since both these filmmakers went back and forth trying to outdo each other, it's nice to see where, you know, something like this happened. Or, if you do want to stick Inferno in there, maybe do Holocaust, Inferno, and Ferox. That's another way, like we said in the last segment. The next film we are going to do that's sort of extreme in this sense, we're gonna, I'm going to try to keep it 15 episodes apart. So since this is episode 15, episode 30 would be the next one we do, and we've already discussed it, and the next film we're going to do is a Serbian film. So, can't wait for that one, because I've heard that... That one will probably scar us. So, yeah, that'll be episode 30. Calling it now. Serbian film. Next week's episode, though, is going to consist of Alien and Aliens. Since I said I would do at least one of those in these, my next solo episode. The following weekend, though, I already have a plan. Is I'm going to do Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. I'm going to try to do a series this time. You know, do something a little bit different. Anyways, today I have... Three fun facts per each film. Or not per each film, but I have three fun facts per film. Or, fuck. Anyways, I have a fun fact per per the film, but I have three of them. Anyways, this is for Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, The fun fact for that film is that it is the second highest grossing film in Japan. In in 1983, of course. Being beaten by the family-friendly movie featuring an alien. I wonder what that could be. And if you guessed it, it's E.T. That is just insane, thinking about those two films being in somewhat of a same category, you know, in the same list together. The fun fact for Cannibal Ferox is the alternative title of the movie was Make Them Die Slowly. If you're a fan of White Zombie, you will know that is the name of their second album. It's a little, it's not a huge fun fact, but it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's kind of neat. The last film, the last fun fact is for Green Inferno. The tribe in the film Green Inferno is actually a real tribe in South America. Since Eli Roth was trying to introduce him to film, he did like a mass group watch of Cannibal Holocaust. The tribe that is in the film thought Cannibal Holocaust was a comedy. I don't even know how to... Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know. I don't, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make a joke. I'm not gonna make a joke about that. But, anyways, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next weekend. But before I go, I'm gonna leave you with the tagline from Cannibal Holocaust. It is better to sit in your friend's warm stomach than lay in the cold hard ground. That's the tagline for Cannibal Holocaust. Really just kind of puts the point there, huh? (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.